Hello, welcome to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. It is currently sprinkling outside and a lot of thunder going on. When I was falling asleep last night, I was thinking about an episode that I could do. Uh, Something I wanted to talk about was my Aunt Kay and my relationship with her. She is my mom's sister. Her only sister. Um, My mom has a sister and a brother, so... Anyway. When I was little... I spent a lot of time with my Aunt Kay. She was probably my favorite person in the whole world. We were really close. Um, I would be, like, dropped off at her house for, like, a weekend or something. And and um, she lived kind of in town and um, just maybe a block away, not even... Um, from the local Piggly Wiggly, which we do not have anymore, but at the time that's what it was called. <clears throat> and um, she'd hold my hand and we'd walk there. And there was a little park beside the store. I think the little park is still there, actually, but it's a little tiny sliver of a park. Um, it has um a couple of slides and a couple of swings, basically, and maybe some monkey bars. That's about it. (laughs) Um, But she'd let me play. So every time I spent time with her, if the weather permitting, you know, um, we'd go to the store, and she'd let me play at the park. Those are my first actual memories of spending time with her. And then my next one would be I was graduating kindergarten and she gave me um, my first real piece of jewelry and I still have it. It's a necklace with a teeny tiny little gold whistle. The whole thing is gold. The necklace itself is gold. The little whistle is gold and it worked. Like, I mean, it was tiny, like, like pinky nail, (laughs) you know, I mean, it was small, but it worked. It still works. Um, I loved it. I remember after the graduation, being up on stage, I come down and everybody's like, oh, yay, you know, (laughs) kindergarten, I don't know. But anyway, and, um, she presents it to me and puts it on me and, um, I remember that. That is a, that's a core memory as well. So, as I got older, I would still go and spend the night with her. Um, She lived in a different place now during this time. And it was... Um, like a little small community, like there was the house, the lady that owned the house owned the other, there was mobile homes put on this property. So 
only like three of them though. So a little small, little like mobile home park, I guess, if you will. Didn't really feel like a mobile home park. It was not set up the same way um, that you see them anyway. Um, this lady would eventually, <clears throat> I am so sorry. I just, I had breakfast and <laughs> anyway, it's causing sinus issues. So anyways, um, this lady would become, um, someone we called grandma Williams. She has since passed away. Um, she actually passed away when I was, um, I had just turned 18 and, um, yeah, anyway, we adopted her and, um, she had no family of her own. Um, she didn't have children of her own. Her husband had passed away like long before we, we knew her. <clears throat> and, um, so my my aunt rented a, a home um, from her, and that's how, you know, we all became close, whatever. So I would go over and stay the night with my Aunt Kay. During this time, she was also dating a Hispanic man um, whom we called Castro, which is his last name. But um, I loved him. He was great. Um, I remember him... There was this huge swing hanging off this tree in the middle of this property. And everyone, like, drove around this tree. So um, it was part of, like, the driveway. <clears throat> Somebody, I don't know who, maybe him, I don't know, he put a rope swing on it. Somebody put a rope swing on it with a wood seat. And um, and it was it was up high um, tied to the limbs. So you could swing really, really high on this thing. And I loved swinging. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he would, uh, he would push me on this thing and be going really, really high. I mean, probably like 20 some odd feet in the air. It was crazy. I loved it. <laughs> it was dangerous as hell, but <laughs> I was good at holding on, so it was okay. Obviously, I made it. I never fell off of it. <laughs> it was so fun. And uh, there was a persimmon tree on this property, too. I remember that as well. I loved that, too. We would all just go and, like, um, the thing about persimmons is they're better when they're, like, falling. They're really, really, like, soft. And they're so good. And um, I, I haven't really had one since then that, that was equal equal in quality it was they were just so good but um that's my memories from that she lived there I would spend time they were dating I didn't know they were living together and his family like rented part of the house it was a duplex um uh, from grandma Williams and um they lived on the other side of the house and so he would have to go stay with his sister <clears throat> when I came to visit because they didn't want me knowing that they were living together which is just insane like who cares but um, <laughs> I have a lot of good memories from, from that time. And so <clears throat> they ended up splitting up, um, Aunt Kay bought a house and had it moved onto a property 
far away from us in like a different town even and up in the woods I mean it, it was I don't know it was such a weird change from being city to there she was out in the boonies but um at this time as well she also decided to find a church for her um this is my mom's side of the family, right? My dad's side was the one where they were the Southern Baptists and every every just about every male except my dad and my uncle Milton kinda of dabbled in it, but um every other male had been like a pastor. My grandfather, my uncle Tim, my uncle Wendell, I mean like they all <laughs> They all were, you know, pastors or whatever. And um, so it was thick on that side. But then on my mom's side, um, I believe, and I never knew this, but um, when I was growing up, because they weren't all church or anything like that, my grandfather called himself an atheist. I did not know that until after he had passed when my mom admitted it to me. And then um, my granny apparently was Catholic, but she never went to church. So anyway, um, I had no idea. I didn't know any of that. Everybody was just quiet about it. It was just like, whatever. You know, it was like a secondary thing. I don't even know. Not even maybe secondary. It was just whatever. Never even knew until after they'd passed and my mom told me. But, um... <clears throat> So Aunt Kay's finding her, her her religion, her beliefs or whatever, and starts going to different churches. And if I wanted to spend time with her, um, I had to be willing to go to church with her on Sunday. And um, I have never wanted to go to church or liked going to church. But I would occasionally give in just to spend time with her because I just loved her so much and I missed her. And... Um, also, during this time, I should mention that um, her and I, when we did hang out, and it wasn't at church, um, we would go fishing, like, late at night. Um, and since she lived out in the woods now, we could do our own, like, fire pit sort of thing, you know, those hot dogs and marshmallows. Um, in the beginning, before she got too into religion... Um, we would listen to Elvis and Patsy Cline and stuff like that from 50s and, you know, music from then. And um, as she got more into church and she found one that um, she finally liked, um, I guess it fit her needs, we'll say, uh, which is fine. I'm not begrudging her this, okay? I just, I need to make that clear. Um, but it started with, we couldn't listen to Elvis and Patsy Cline anymore. And I still don't understand that. <laughs> um, I, I was around 11 when this all started changing rapidly like this. Okay. So mind you, my first memories of her when I was like three or four and we spent a whole bunch of time together up until 
I was like 11 or 12, somewhere in there is when it all changed. And we couldn't do what we always did because her beliefs interfered with it. And um, that's kind of how I view it. Um, I feel like um, her going so far deep off into it ruined our relationship. So during this time, our visits got less and less frequent. Um, she got a different car so she could go around with the church ladies if they wanted to do stuff. And so she always had plans with them. And when I would ask if I could come over, she was busy or I'd have to go to church with her again. And so um, it got to where, because the church she chose, I did not like it, like, at all. Um, they couldn't sing. They weren't picking good songs, not even upbeat, happy ones. Her and I had gone to actually a black church together. It was the most fun I'd ever had. I mean, it was jovial and happy, and the music's great. Everybody could sing. I mean, it was just nice. I mean, if I had to pick a church, that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But um, she chose a little, little tiny, old white people kind of church, you know. And um, and they said some crazy stuff there. Um, I won't go into that, but um, we just drew, we just grew further and further apart, and um, and it's a shame because we were so close, and um, I feel like um, she threw it all away because of her church and we could have still had maintained a relationship while she still did her church thing. I just, um, I will never understand that. I will never understand why we couldn't just still have our little fires and fishing nights, you know? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, but, um, She even, before this, she had, uh, before she went too deep into it, in my opinion, um, she would, like, she tried new haircuts and stuff like that and would do these things. After she got to this place, it was all button-down shirts, skirts, and extremely long hair. I mean, and she has told us that she will not cut her hair because God cuts it. Anyway, um, so she has really, really long hair, and she just, like, puts it up in a bun constantly, and she still does that now, and she still dresses the same now, and everything is about her, her brothers and sisters at church, and her sons she adopted, through the church and she talks about them and their families and stuff like that and when I do see her or hear from her it's really rare now I pretty much um oh, let me back up <laughs> let me back up I'm getting out of myself again I tend to do this I'm sure you've noticed so I'm like preteen, early young teenager now and 
I only see her when she comes over, uh, which she still does pretty much every Friday because that's when my mom fried chicken. And it was kind of a running thing like, oh, well, we're having fried chicken. I know that means Aunt Kay's coming over. And even if mom made it on a different night, I knew Aunt Kay was coming over. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it was like a running joke with the neighborhood kids. I'd be like, oh, I hear my Aunt Kay's truck. <laughs> this is before she upgraded to a, a car to transport everybody. By the way, this truck um, never gave her any problems. And then as soon as she got a different car, she's had nothing but problems ever since. <laughs> Just saying. Anyhow, um, I only saw her when she came over. And it was also during this time that she tried to tell me I needed to find Jesus. And she was very pushy about it. And one day... My mom had, I guess, asked her to come be at the house when I got home from school because mom was going to be running late. Um, I'm technically a late Gen Xer, but I was not a latchkey kid. I was not, my mom was not like that with me. Um, but she was there. I get off the bus, coming up to the house. I'm like, oh, great. You know, I was kind of hoping that I would just get to be alone. I mean, I'm like 13 or 14 by this point, maybe even 15. Definitely old enough to be home for a short while until someone gets home. Like, anyways, um, she's there. I come in. I, I guess I go dump myself off into my room or whatever. And then I remember going to the front door to look out. She's like talking to me and she comes up beside me to my right side and she's like telling me I need to find Jesus. You know, I, I need to find God. Blah, 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 blah. At this point I'm getting like, I'm, 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 I'm actually getting like really pissed at her and, um, she keeps nagging me, and I'm just standing there at this door. It was the screen door that had, like, glass in it. And, um, she's behind me, beside me. I had nowhere to go but out. Um, so I tell her, why are you pushing me to find Jesus when it's taking you 40-something years? Leave me alone. And I open the door and I go out. And she tries to follow me, but I get into um, my mom's car that was left there. So I guess maybe her and dad were just, I don't know. Anyway, I get into their car and I lock the doors so she can't open it. And she keeps telling me, she keeps knocking on the glass and she keeps trying to open the doors. I've locked them all. She keeps trying to tell me to get out, come talk to her. I said, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk about Jesus and God. I don't. I want you to leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Like, I wasn't rude. I didn't say it in a rude way. I was just like, please leave me alone. Um, I mean, she had cornered me. And, you know, as an adult now with children of my own, I still maintain that I had every right to act like 
I did and say what I did. It was rude. It is never okay um, to try to push somebody like that. Ever. Ever. It doesn't matter how old they are. That's rude. I feel like that's a very, like, personal thing. And it's, like, fine if that's what she wanted. But she had no place coming at me like that. And my mom did eventually get on her and tell her, you're pushing her away. Well, it was already too late by then because, you know. I had never really liked religion. I remember my mom, dad taking me when I was really little. Mostly my mom because my dad didn't really go very much. But he was there sometimes. And I just remember like sitting in with the other kids. They're coloring their little Jesus pictures. And I'm just sitting there looking around like, this is dumb. <laughs> so, it's just not who I am. And um, that's just not who I am. That's how my brain works. So, um. So she was getting pushy, and I, I got mad, and I, I think it was hot, too, in that car. Oh, my God, it was so hot. But I was just like, I am not getting out if she's there. I'm just, I will sit in this car. <laughs> I will just sit in this car. I don't remember how long I ended up sitting there, how long she tried. I don't remember. That's, like, kind of blurs out after that. Probably when my parents came home or something. Um... Because I just wanted to be left alone. I don't know why she felt the need to be so pushy about it, you know. So, um, that's pretty much, that That was the, the turning point of, I never went with her again. Um, we basically had no real relationship after that. And, um... Even now, it really hurts. Um, I think she's one of the people that, like, helped kind of um, shut down how close I get with people. Um, I do have, like, this wall um, I don't let too many people in all the way. I don't. Um, I have learned that, um, getting too close to too many people is, um, bad. Um, they will end up hurting you and letting you down. So, I have built up a shield and she's one of the people that helped do it um and now I guess I'll move to me having my first three kids and because of the trauma with my ex my mom had my kids and um, I had told her I did not want religion of any kind, you know, pushed on the kids. Uh, their dad and I had agreed, even though they all went behind my back and did what they wanted to do anyway. And once I figured that out, I started um, teaching them other things and showing them books on all the different world religions and handing it to them like, here, you know, uh, if you're going to know about one type, uh, you should know about them all. So... 
um, you know, you can be informed and choose what feels right for you if that's the path you want to go down. And so what I ended up figuring out later, um, and I, I figured this out because my youngest of those three kids would get mad at me because I wasn't religious and would go home after spending time at our house and tell my mom either the things we did or didn't do over there. And then my mom would inevitably call me up and ream me for it. And I'm like, one of these situations was ridiculous. I was telling them about how um, the Egyptians and some people um, worship the sun because, you know, it's there constantly. Kind of, there it is. You see it. It's reliable. It supplies us with everything we need for life, you know. This planet would be cold and dead without it. I mean, it just would. And she went home and told my mom, and my mom called me up. This would become a pattern, by the way, where if my mom found out anything going over there, over at that other house where we lived at the time, uh, she would call me up and be like, bitching at me about it and I would just be like this is stupid none of it was anything bad especially that that one I was just explaining how some people did that and felt that way and I, and the Egyptians felt that way it's just so stupid so stupid but um but then my aunt Kay would be okay when my First daughter was born um, for like that year. Aunt Kay was here for a year after her birth. Then she moved to Idaho. And because of the church thing. Okay. So she moved to Idaho. Um, my mom was really upset. I was irritated by it because I'm like everything with this fucking church. Everything. Everything. Because she was like, I need to be with my church family. And my opinion was, what about your actual family? You know, anyway. Um, and I realized people need to do what they need to do, so whatever. Um, but, you know, this is coming from a place in me that was deeply wounded by her constantly choosing these church assholes over her own family. And I looked up to her, and she was like a second mother to me so she would come down and visit and my kids were with my mom and I would tell mom I don't want Aunt Kay um, reading the Bible with the kids because I knew she was doing it I had this feeling I just knew it I come to find out years later my mom would argue she's not doing that she's not doing that blah 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 straight up lied to me my kids have all told me, yes, Aunt Kay would take them back to the room, like, one by one. They'll read the Bible with them and pray with them and stuff like that. And I, I told my mom, I know she's doing it. And it was a source of argument um, constantly. I also found out she, because um, during this time, they were all kind of playing around with the keyboard. And she would try to get 
um, a couple of them to play the keyboards and some of her church music stuff or whatever. So my mom would still deny it. I think she'd still deny it now, even though all of them have told me, yes, that's what she did. So, um, in the last few years, because my kids are all grown now, in the last few years, I have kind of pulled away from some of my family members, and that includes Aunt Kay. Um, her and I, you know, like I said, we'd pretty much separated a long time ago anyway, but kept in touch every now and then. Like, she'd call me or whatever, but now we just, we don't really, and, uh, we barely text, uh, maybe for birthdays, if that even, um, she comes down to visit, I don't go out of my way to go over there and see her, um, and they don't come over here, bringing her here to see us either, so I feel like that works both ways, and, um, so does the phone. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at, where there is no relationship anymore. And the Aunt Kay that I knew when I was little, who was there for me as like a, a second mom, um, has basically, I have to view it like she passed away and I've lost her. My logical mind, of course, knows she's still alive. Um... But the emotional side of me feels like she's gone because she is, she's not like she was. And, um, I think it's really sad that just because someone gets into religion that they have to cut off their family like that. Um, I was a little girl. I was not a toxic grown adult that she needed to get away from and um so I feel like how much can you say that she loved me when or someone like that loves you or whatever when they can so easily just change completely the relationship's dynamic and walk away and I know you're probably thinking, well, you know, she felt like she was doing what she needed to do. And yes, of course, I understand that too. Um, but the fact that people can't seem to walk in both worlds, um, really, it annoys me. Because I totally think that you can. And when you're so willing to sacrifice... Um, the love of a child like that is, I don't know, um, it's cruel. Um, I don't know, she just changed completely. And I was thinking about that last night, and um, now I just feel this source of irritation. Um... It's just another nail in the coffin of um, how I feel about religion and people that go hardcore religiousy. Um, I just think it's toxic and bad, and um, it really hurts everyone. 
um, everyone around them. You know, when you're still the same, but they're like totally different. And I understand people grow and change. I just don't understand why it has to be in the religious <laughs> context. I, I won't understand that because uh, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, it never has. It never will. And I can say that with certainty because um, I am over 44 years old now. And I still feel the same way I did when I was four and five. And remember sitting there with a Jesus coloring page in front of me and thinking that was bunch of horse crap and look at the kids around me just happily coloring this crap like it's just a normal day and I'm like um what <laughs> so um yeah that's my Aunt Kay's story time I guess and um and now it's over the relationship and the story so, do you have a story that's similar? I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you understand where the pain and the hurt is with this situation, you know. Anyway, just thought I'd share. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Bye for now. <laughs>